0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest installment of H2 Tech Talk, the podcast series by H2 Tech, the hydrogen technology journal from Gulf Energy Information. My name is Tyler Campbell, managing editor for H2 Tech, and your host for this week's H2 Tech Talk. Today, we are joined by Drake Hernandez, Associate Principal for Charles River Associate. Um, How are you doing today, Drake? Doing all right. Thanks for having me. Of course, thanks for joining. Can you please start by giving the audience
1: a brief overview of Charles River Associates and your role with the company? Yeah, absolutely. So, Charles River Associates, or CRA, um, has been around for over 50 years now. Uh, we're an economics and management consulting firm uh, with offices around the globe. Uh, I, in particular, sit within our energy practice, uh, where we have a strong contingent in Boston, DC, uh, and London. Um, as well as Germany, uh, New York, and Toronto. Um, I lead our hydrogen and low-carbon fuels offering within the energy practice in particular, Um, and we've been supporting clients for the last few years now on um, what I would call notionally hydrogen-related matters, uh, ranging from free strategy and strategic work helping folks figure out where they want to play within the space, um, ranging all the way through to uh, commercial negotiation and and supporting our clients um, as they enter into off-tech negotiations with, um, with customers.
0: Fair enough. So you um, recently gave a presentation at GasTech. Do you want to give a brief overview of that?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, I was out in Singapore a few weeks ago at GasTech, like you mentioned, um, and had the good privilege of talking about the uh, Inflation Reduction Act and essentially um, trying to provide a bit of a pragmatic take on the the impact associated with truly qualifying for the full $3 per kilogram production tax credit. That's being talked about um, quite a lot today um, in the market. So um, really, the, it was a dive into, theoretically, what might happen to renewable energy credit prices as demand for these uh, renewable energy credits, or RECs, grows um, as people are looking to um, satisfy whatever constraints may ultimately come together out of, the, out of the IRS to qualify for the full $3 per kg tax credit.
0: Okay, so that's a perfect segue to um, my next question. So, what is a renewable energy credit, and how do they work?
1: Yeah, so uh, RECs they are essentially spun off when a megawatt hour of power is produced via um, renewable energy or a renewable resource, whether it's wind or solar, for example, um, and it's a discrete kind of stream of value for these assets. Of course, they're making the sale of the megawatt hour into the market, but they're also minting a renewable energy credit or certificate to have other parties in the market purchase that renewable energy credit to prove that they are consuming the, uh, this renewable energy. Right. So th- this is mandated by statute in a handful of states in the US uh, that utilities, for example, have to procure these RECs to ensure that they're meeting various renewable portfolio standards. Um, and in the context of hydrogen, it's this is to be determined, and I will state that out, uh, out front, but um, it's possible that these renewable energy credits could potentially be used to help a hydrogen um, producer that's producing via electrolysis cover for a lack of better words some of the power that they're consuming from the grid during periods when they the renewables that they're meant to be procuring uh power from aren't producing for example
0: so meaning that they're getting energy where they're supposed to be
1: getting it from. exactly that- exactly so the 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 production tax credit is um well, the, it's a piecewise function. What I mean by that is there are different thresholds uh, against which you need to meet to qualify for certain tiers of the credit. So, the, uh, for example, if you produce the hydrogen uh, at an emissions rate that's lower than 0. 0.45 kilograms of CO2 per kilogram of hydrogen produced, then you qualify for the full $3 per kilogram production tax credit if you meet all of the other... Um, constraints tied to the, the this tax credit. But if you're producing the hydrogen at an emissions rate that's higher than 0.45, then this rate decreases uh, quite precipitously, actually. And the next tier is only a dollar per kilogram, um, and then onward.
0: So is this kind of what you meant um, when you said the geographic and temporal correlation uh, between produced hydrogen and the power
1: of the fuel? Or is there? Are there? Is there more to that? Yeah, I would say there's more to that. So there are a couple of other constraints that are being talked about um, by by the IRS as far as what can ultimately qualify as quote clean or green hydrogen uh, in order to qualify for this full production tax credit. So a couple of issues that are being actively discussed are that of geographic and temporal correlation. So, for example. Uh, geographic in this context means the power that you're consuming to produce your hydrogen is being produced in a an area that is relatively near the actual point of consumption of the power versus temporal correlation, which says when I'm consuming the power to produce my hydrogen, say I'm consuming it at 2 p.m., the power, the renewable power also has to be produced at 2 p.m. Uh, to ensure that the power that's being consumed to produce the hydrogen is actually that, quote, clean uh, renewable power. Otherwise, if you're just pulling from the grid, let's say, um, there's no guaranteeing that the the power you consume is actually uh, clean.
0: Okay, so, I mean, what about, like, energy storage and things? Does that play into the mix, or would that still be an issue?
1: Yeah, I mean, energy storage is absolutely going to play into the mix. And I'll say, um, you know, to date, we still haven't received formal guidance from the IRS as far as what the actual qualification thresholds are going to be. Um, But energy storage brings up, and there's a really interesting question there around how do you account for the carbon emissions uh, associated with that that stored energy? And it's a pretty straightforward answer if it's a behind-the-meter situation and you're Battery is just storing the renewable power you otherwise would have needed to curtail. Then, if you consume the power out of that battery, then it's going to be clean. But to the extent that that battery is connected to the grid at all, um, there are really complex questions around carbon accounting uh, for the for the power that's being uh, used to charge the battery and then ultimately discharge for whatever application we're talking about. So. What's the purpose of all these constraints, and then how will they be regulated? So the the reason these constraints are being talked about uh, at its core is to ensure that the hydrogen being produced via electrolysis is actually, uh, quote, clean. It, it doesn't have a very high carbon intensity. An alt- in an alternative world where these constraints don't exist at all, and you simply plug in an electrolyzer to a generic grid somewhere, um, the power that you're consuming to produce that hydrogen will necessarily have some carbon intensity to it. And there are academic debates as to whether that carbon intensity should be the average carbon intensity of the full fleet of supply at the time you're consuming, or just the carbon intensity of the marginal unit that has to fire up for you to actually consume uh, that power. but nevertheless, there will be uh, there will be carbon emissions associated with the production of that hydrogen. So the purpose of these constraints is to ins- ensure that these carbon emissions are minimized uh, throughout the the production process.
0: Okay, so can you explain to me in the audience um, how price sensitivity affects the hydrogen economy?
1: yeah absolutely. I mean, today, if you look at where hydrogen is consumed, it's largely in the refining and ammonia sectors. Um, so hydrogen is produced largely in the u s anyways from natural gas. Natural gas is quite cheap in the u s. Um, so the resultant produced hydrogen is um, is very affordable. So it ranges from it depends on the gas price of course but rule of thumb is generally one dollar per kilogram of hydrogen that you produce if you're looking to either replace this what's typically called gray hydrogen supply with cleaner hydrogen supply you're necessarily going to be competing on price um, why would why would an entity opt to choose uh, a more expensive feedstock cost with uh, without any real mandate to do so. So when we talk about price sensitivity in this case, if we're talking about electrolytic hydrogen, for example, um, the cost of electric power is one of the key drivers to producing, uh, to the production cost for clean hydrogen. So as that price flexes within the market, then your production cost will also flex. uh, Similar to the natural gas price, than the resultant gray hydrogen production cost. However, um, the the swings in, in the power market can be quite substantial and can drive um, really, uh, can drive a very challenging economic situation for some of these electrolytic hydrogen projects.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess the goal is, uh, or by the DOE anyways, is $1 per kilogram in a decade. Wanna, do you think that's
1: realistic? I mean, you have to have a goal uh, to achieve the target, right? So uh, there are clearly steps to be taken towards um, increasing the efficiency of the existing technology today. There are steps to be taken towards the um, reduction in capital cost associated with developing the the electrolyzer technology. Um, But there also has to be careful attention paid to the the cost of the power going into going into the any of the electrolyzers Um, so it's I I think we're we're well on our way however there are still uh, there are still challenges to be to be hurdled
0: what do you think the primary drivers of the LCOH um, and and how does this relate to uh, the rec price
1: yeah so there are two the there are a lot of things that can impact the levelized cost of hydrogen production, um, especially out of an electrolyzer. Uh, but the two main drivers that folks tend to talk about are um, electric power, like I mentioned earlier. And again, rule of thumb, uh, roughly depends on how you're operating the asset, but roughly 70% of the levelized cost of hydrogen being produced uh, is gonna come from the cost of electric power. Um, however, that share shift, shifts pretty dramatically Uh, as as you operate the asset less and the fixed cost associated with developing and maintaining the the asset takes up a higher share of that LCOH. So how this ties to the REC, uh, essentially the REC price um, in a future world where one of these assets is trying to qualify for a production tax credit, as I mentioned earlier, theoretically, the renewable energy credit could be a a pathway towards qualification for this tax credit. Um, things are still to be determined there. Um, however, there, there has to be particular attention paid to the price of this REC, and ultimately, um, that that's going to feed into what one could classify as the broader cost of electric power, which is already a substantial portion of the levelized cost of hydrogen. So should the should these REC prices increase um, beyond kind of the historic levels we've seen, um, they could potentially start to really impact the the levelized cost of hydrogen. And then there's a, an internal discussion to say, is it really worth pursuing? These renewable energy credits, just to qualify for a production tax credit of, say, one dollar per kilogram or three dollars per kilogram, um, it, depending on the price of the REX, it, it's not a it, there's not a clear cut answer there.
0: All right, well, um, uh, Drake, that's pretty much all I have for you today. Love to have you back on to continue this this discussion at some point in the future. Yeah, Tyler, thanks for having me. Uh, this has been good fun. Yes, I'm glad you enjoyed it. And uh, thank you to the listeners for tuning in to another episode of H2 Tech Talk. Please remember to share and subscribe.